0: Okay, Boker Tov. Um, uh, today's daf is uh, Chavkimal, and we pick up at the Mishnah in the uh, bottom of uh, Chafteramot Bet. Um, and we uh, had just had this uh, very nice passage of Agatha relating to. Um, uh, a woman who might be saved because of her zuchut, but then the Gemara sort of, on the one hand, turned it to a look at, like, women who appear one way and really another way, isha Pusha, but really then broadened the scope to people who, are men and women, but very also really focusing also a lot on men, you know, anyway, who appear one way and who are really another. Again, to this whole question about how much are we focusing particularly on the woman, and this is a type of a woman's type of a sin, or how much are we really sort of recognizing this as a broader phenomenon and uh, before we started, Mike was pointing out a point I also wanted to make. First of all, I just wanted to repeat the last line of the Gemara before the Mishnah because it's such a good line. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of like distilling a certain uh, person personality type um, that's in the Gemara, that's used obviously later in rabbinic literature, is uh, people that are Zimri that they act like a Zimri and they expect that they're going to be rewarded like a Pinchas, which also to some degree means not only that they want to fool other people look how righteous they are and then in private they go out and do things but I think there are some even people that in their own minds somehow have convinced themselves how righteous they are and how they deserve all the rewards of the most righteous people that to say him the way they act is they're acting khima asem, khima asem zimri. Um, and I think that uh, particularly it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know uh, a meaningful uh, more appropriate because here on the one hand Zimri is somebody who just sexually you know sins in public Man again, sinning and uh, fornicating with this Midianite woman. And Pilchas is the Kanai, right? So it's the Kineat Yishto. And often, Kinea is used in the Torah like you're Mikaneh for God, right? Um, Asher Kinei Lelohav. Um, and God is Mikane, right? El Kanahu. Um, and often God being Mekaneh is a based on the metaphor of the jealous husband. God demands fidelity. God demands. Soul worship. You worship other gods, which is also based on the metaphor of fornication. And God who demands our our you know our um, uh, uh, fidelity not fealty, well that's different. But anyway, uh, anyway uh, you know our, our our fidelity and our exclusive worship. We have given our worship to another god. So God is jealous. So Pinchas here is jealous for God because uh, you know this was an act that was a sin against God and also mid. Women. So, in a sense, it was also an abandonment of God because of the other the gods of the other nations. But there's a very interesting intersection of the Zinut, the metaphoric Zenut of abandoning God and the actual Zenut with the Midianite women. And then Pilahaz <laughs> is, of course, being the Mikaneh. So it's actually quite interesting, but it raises the fact that there could be the men that are going around and looking like the righteous mekanot, you know, zealous for all the right reasons, you know, and they're doing it for God and whatever. And really, when you strip away the uh, artifice and behind the scenes, it's Masem tamasem zimri. So it's actually quite powerful in this context and also making us realize ah, uh, this isn't just about women, it's also about men. Um, so with that, we turn now to the next Mishnah, very, very long Mishnah, and let's take a look. Um, Rabbi Shimon Omer, ain't Zuchus Tola Hammarim. No, I deny this phenomenon that it's so funny, right? Because you could be living 100 years after the Beit HaMikhtosh and then debating, you know, what actually happened. Okay, now, of course, it could be that sometimes, you know, the woman would drink the water and nothing would happen. So the question is, why is that? Isn't she genuinely innocent? Or Zuchut's Tola? So it could be everybody might have agreed to some of the observable facts. The question is, what's the interpretation of them? But Rabbi Shimon says, I deny that ever the merit would be tola, would cause the uh, punishment to be suspended. And my proof that you're wrong is that it would be bad policy. Okay, that it wouldn't be good for the reputation um, of the efficacy of the water, because if you were to say that the Zuchus would suspend the judgment and the uh, the effects of the water, so mayim kohanashim, you um, you uh, um, you know you uh, you make it suspect. The side says, my gavno, you, you you cause it to be blurry, like you cause it to, to lose its potency um, in the eyes of everybody. People will like you know and under Reminds the people's under- assumption of its efficacy. Yeah, it's like literally, it's
1: like you muddy the waters. Oh,
0: that's a nice point, too. You muddy the waters like the uh, dirt. That's a good point. Okay. Because everybody will say, look... You know, uh, this water doesn't work. I know this woman. I actually saw her commit adultery, and then she got away with it. So number one is, you make people question the efficacy of the water, and then you make people also question the innocent women. She said, too. Until now, we were assuming we assume that Rachel was innocent. Now we hear that she might have been guilty, and it might just be that the she had the chus. So, so many people who say it's meotin, they really were uh, were guilty. That someone did adultery. But it's the merit that caused it to be suspended. So it would be terrible, terrible policy. So it must be it's not true. Because right after <laughs> get
1: together, right? right? My wife,
0: no matter what, right? I mean, aw- right away you know and, and it's oh out- yeah it's I mean right that so, so that's also the good question that we raise which is if it suspends then how does the husband know that he can start re- and, you know resuming uh, sexual relations with his wife maybe of course unless you say no 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 you, 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 you work with a khazaka that it's what you observe but it's always possible something else but you're entitled to work with the presumption that it is as it's been observed okay but yes that raises a good question Once you often introduce that then how can any be relied upon you know even in in terms of the husband and the wife?
1: Uh, yeah. relations, that she wouldn't conceive if she was guilty and it was put
0: Yeah, but there would be the prohibition for them to resume relations, right? That would be the question. Um, okay. Uh, Rebbe Yomer, Rebbe says, No, it does suspend the judgment. But, and here, going back to David's question, But however, if it's only because of the zechus, obviously the waters don't have their positive effect. It doesn't mean that she gets, you know, her body improves, like in terms of its ability to bear children. And she doesn't bear children, maybe it also does have the negative. Like even if she naturally would bear children, the waters still have the effect that she's not able to bear children. And maybe what Rebbe is saying is, and maybe that lets people know, because since the Torah says, nika saw Vinika Zara, and then you say, hey, wait, wait, she drank the water and afterwards she didn't have kids, she said, so, but the Pasuk says sa Zara, ah, now we know, it must have been that it was the zechus was Tola, and then they'll know, maybe there's a subtle answer to the other point, then they'll know that the other women really were uh, innocent, because the other women, after they went through with it, got pregnant, so maybe Rebbe sort of sees that this is part of how people, part of the response to Rebbe and here it becomes even stronger actually not only does she not have children but she actually deteriorates okay, so people will see some women will drink and have children and their bodies will be better and they'll have a glow and who knows what and other women not only won't have children their bodies will deteriorate so it'll be very clear that this person is not innocent With Sophie Mesa, Bosa, Mesa, and in the end actually she will even die as a result um, and it'll be the same predictable death, so it just will be a death that will be stretched out over a longer period of time but it'll be very clear what the effects of the water are, okay, so that at least is a reasonable way of addressing Rebbe Shimon's concerns. Again, it's interesting how we are constructing what the reality is based on what the reality has to be. Okay, so anyway. Um, okay. Um, now, moving on. That really should have been the end of the previous mission. It's funny that it was kept, kept over till here. Um, let's say the mincha becomes temeh. Okay, back to the mincha. So presumably, um, we are uh, again not exactly clear what the order is, but let's assume that our order is uh, based on that uh, you bring the mincha, you offer the mincha, then she drinks the water, but now we're doubling back, even though we just spoke about her drinking the water, so for some reason we're doubling back to talk about the mincha. If the mincha became tame before it was put the the Reit, so then it's like before they've been sanctified in the vessel that could be redeemed. Then it's just Kedusha's peh, And the Kedusha's peh can be transferred um, to money or to something else and then a new mincha can be brought in its stead but once it's been sanctified by Bekli, then it's considered not just a Kedusha that's been instilled in it but an intrinsic Kedusha that defines its very identity and once something has a haguf, it cannot be redeemed it cannot be taken out of the Azara if it becomes it has to be burnt in the Azara okay I don't know we're just to Tell are you? Some of the of mincha, and we're going to get on to the next. Anyway, you're right; it's not a big tradition in terms of general laws of, of minachot, but just uh, to establish that it is a regular mincha, and now we're going to get on to something a little bit more specific. The and the following women are those whose mincha would be burnt, even though it is not tamei. So first, we want to establish here's a classic way it would be, have to be burnt. It became tamei after it was put in the holy vessel. That's as any mincha. Let's now talk about. Cause the sota when a unique cases or you know that it would dis- distinctive cases that it would be burned for no in the azara once it's keep it cannot be taken out of the azara so, so burned in a yeah, exactly you know, they have some, little, uh, some little pile of ashes where they burn t- things that have become p-sula, psulim korbanot and minachot and that, that's where it would be burned okay? so haomeret if a woman says tme'a uh, she, con- she confesses her guilt so she's not uh, executed, there were not witnesses and warning, but she confesses her guilt was no longer a point of the mincha, okay? And therefore, once it's been sanctified in the vessel, you cannot redeem it, so you have to burn it, and, but you do not go through with the process. She gets divorced without a k'suvah. But Shabboah aiding in Shittmeah, or she doesn't confess, but there are witnesses. She also might not be executed in that case if there wasn't warning. But nevertheless... The, you, there's no longer the point of going through this process and you do not bring the mincha um, um, and you would burn it and she would be divorced without a ksiva. No no meres, enishotah or she just refuses to drink. So we discussed before what if she refuses after the Megillah has been scraped away? Do we allow her to refuse? But basically, it's type of a plea of like nolo contendere, you know, I'm not going to concede, I'm not going to admit guilt, but I refuse to drink. Fine. You'll get divorced, no ksuva, because since you're the, uh, you're the obstacle of being the varere, whether or not you're innocent or guilty, so even though we're not necessarily saying you're guilty, but uh, we, because you right now forbid it to your husband and you're the one preventing this from moving forward, you get divorced without um, but we're not going to bring the mincha, we burn the mincha. What
1: was that Latin expression?
0: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No, I think it's nolo contendre. You know, no, no contest. I'm not contesting the charges. I'm not pleading guilty. I'm not pleading in not guilty. I'm not contesting the charges.
1: Have you ever pled or something Right. Exactly. It's a, it's a,
0: yeah, you can you, i don't know when it's available and uh you know, but anyway, but you you can plead that. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, okay. Um okay. The Shabbala now there is, however, a case where the husband is to blame, which is that the husband had. Well, I mean, you could say he's to blame. It takes two to tango, but anyway, but the husband is also to blame. They had sex uh, on their way to the base of mikdash, and he wasn't supposed. To, it doesn't have to literally be on the way, but since she became a sota, and since he's forbidden to have sex, they're forbidden to have sex once she's a sota, and it's not the mikah haish me'avon. If he's not clean, clean of sin, then it will not be effective. So in that case, if we know about that. And it's not effective, then you do not bring the mincha. We know it won't be effective. In that case, presumably, uh, she would get her ksumo, because it's the husband to blame. But we will see about that in a minute. He doesn't to go with her, does he? I mean, like, what? Um, does have to do? To go that's with. an interesting question. How much? Because it says Aviatish, Sheikh, you know, El etc. et cetera. And he's always, he's always framed as the one who is. Bringing her, Did can he? he I don't know. Let's say he's. Let's say he's in. Well, I mean, well, you want to imagine she's not going willingly. Although I guess you could imagine she is going willingly. She's now forbidden to her husband. She wants to prove her innocence. Um, but like, I don't know. Let's say he's infirm or whatever reason. Can he just hire some of his, some people to schlep her there or whatever to you represent him. Me. Tell me, yeah, I mean, it's, right. a, it's an interesting question. How much is that, Zofka? Yeah, we haven't spoken about that. I don't know. Well, that's true. But you have to show up in court if you're, if you're the, um, Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't. You know, you have the right to see your accuser, but to what degree is her accuser, her husband, or her or the witnesses that are claiming? You know, now we do actually have witnesses that are saying what they saw. I guess it's an interesting question because also you could just ask it from that perspective. That if some of these things one witness is enough, is it one witness combined with the husband's testimony? Like, how much do we sort of see the husband as a type of a testifier in this? Right. Um, That's also an interesting question. Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Is this a ritual thing or is personal mm. thing? Like, right,
0: exactly. Right. Like you can't make a Shawiach to be your goel hadam, you know. <laughs> so I mean I think yeah, it really is an interesting question.
1: Right?
0: Uh yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's from a from a ritual mitzvah perspective yeah. too. Correct, right. Okay,
1: the call. Right
0: <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Can the wife send someone into place? The call. It's like, it's like, it's like. Can you, can, can you take my? It's like. It's a no, but it's like, it's like. Can you take my urine test for me? You know. <laughs> this one. Is, this one is innocent. All right. Anyway, the call. Okay, the call is to what the call mean Now here's a different of Israel, but not because it's not have brought but a different type of Mm -hmm. nisrafot. Nisrafot actually on the mizbeach. So let's take a look. V'kola nisruot l'ko'anim, all women who are married to ko'anim, minchoteham nisrafot. Because the lacha is, Mm mincha kohen kalil tiyah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you, kalil right. A mincha kohen has to be completely consumed, burnt on the mizbeach. So if a kohen ever brings a mincha, a personal mincha, um, it would be burnt. Now the wife of a kohen, it's not that she's considered a kohen, but it is considered that he is a part of, Owner in the mincha. Why is he considered a yes? So why is he considered a part owner in the mincha? So Rashi says we're going to get to in the Gemara, but I'll just jump ahead a minute. Rashi says that a co- a co- This would be true about the mincha that. Um, and any mincha that a wife of a claim would bring it's her mincha in the sense that uh, she it's being brought up for her you know for her if she made a neder or if she has to bring it as a because of a type of a sin or for this reason she is the mitkaper she is the one who it's representing um, and on the other hand she's the one that foots the bill now it tells us why does she foot the bill we actually have from you might remember in Nazir that part of the obligation of the husband is to pay for korbanot that the woman is obligated in. so if it's a chathas type of a, an oliviore mincha or if it's a sota if it's obligated he's paying the bill Tosos questions whether he's paying the bill for a mincha snedava and he says well maybe kansaisha kanabala but if it's not really coming out of his bank account it's coming out of her bank account even if technically he does have rights to it anyway it tells us the whole question whether this would apply to a mincha snedava but it certainly applies to a mincha sota where he is the one that is paying because he pays for her obligatory sacrifices but she's the one that's being brought for you can go even further and say also it's very distinctive about Mincha Sota because it's Vehezi Ha'ishet Ishto right and by the way Rashi in a lot of the earlier Mishinayot said when it said that you would bring the Mincha in a Kli and you would transfer to this Kli and you would mix it Rashi says the person doing the bringing of the Mincha is the man because if you look at the Psukim right it says the korbanah Korbana Aleha he is Mezi the Korban for her so you know more than any other taster he just might be the one writing the check you know and paying for it Here it's like he's bringing it for her. So it's her mincha and it's his mincha. So because it's it's very much his mincha as well, it's the halacha that and he's a kohen that it does not get the the remainder does not get eaten. It fully gets burnt. Okay, and that's what we're going to focus on in the Gemara is that idea. Um, so the kohen is nisrafot. So this burning is not burning on the floor of the azara because it's pasul. It's burning on the altar itself.
1: Normally, someone brings a mincha. Part of it is consumed and part of it is eaten. Yeah,
0: the komet is consumed and the remainder is eaten by the kohanim. At Eden, right. And so again, and also this Nisrafot is uh, to repeat is a very different Nisrafet. It's a Nisrafet on the Nisveach. Okay, although we will see a little bit in the Gemara. Um um, yeah, yeah. now but Rashi says I mean it, you could have said that but Rashi anticipating that a different read of the Gemara look at Rashi mm-hmm. Rashi says so mm-hmm. Rashi says no 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 it's the same this it's Nisreset it's Nisreset on the floor of the Azara where other puzzle things are burnt so that's going to be interesting because if it was really the a Kohen it would all be burnt on the altar so we will see two opinions in the Gemara is the remainder burnt on the altar, like a real minchas kohen, or because this is partly a minchas kohen, and partly the minch of the woman, is it going to be burnt beta in Beit HaDashen? It is outside, right?
1: Somewhere, like, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. where No, it's... Inside
0: it's the there's a Beit in and the Azara.
1: Structure. It's like a little house?
0: Or um, that, I, that I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. It's in, it's in the azarah. itself. Okay. Um... Okay, so, so back to the Gemara. Mean the Kohenet, okay, oh, now, the Kohenet, however, if a Kohenet, it's actually interesting, often she's called a Bat Kohen, right? It's very interesting how much, you know, it does a woman sort of own her identity or identity is via her man especially a tribal identity you know besides just the general patriarchy it's also date of and it's very much identity of the tribe is through the man so a woman I mean is a woman a Ruvainite or a Gadite or is she a Bat ruve? you know is she from the tribe of ruvein? but her actual tribal identity is going to be defined by the man she marries right so very often you have like Bat Kohen right but here it's actually interesting that it calls her a Kohenet okay but that's what it means a woman who is, whose father is a Kohen a Kohenet um, is that type of a woman so if she's married to Yisrael then she doesn't have a Kohen status herself and her husband isn't a Kohen so therefore it's a normal Mincha so therefore uh, the comets the would be burnt on the altar and the remainder would be eaten by the Kohanim um, what's the difference between a Kohen and a Kohenet again, so interesting now we're going to get into a, a Mishnah that enumerates the whole list of male-female differences between Kohanim and then differences between male and female Yisraelim very interesting that we just sort of digress into that point okay and also again very interesting that it's calling her here Kohenet and not Pats Kohen Ma'a Kohenet what's the difference? Minchat Kohenet Nechelet the mincha of a Kohenet married to Yisrael would be eaten because she doesn't really have a Kohen identity so it's ultimately the Minchat of a Yisraelit and a the Minchat kohen is not eaten and similarly we see by a woman and married to Kohen Kohenet mit Chalelet a kohenet, a kohenet, her status could be, could be considered, she could be a halala. Her status could be violated, well, not just here, violated of sota, but to become psulal kohen. So if a woman has sex with a man that is, uh, you know, forbidden to her, um, then um, actually, this is interesting, it's not really a kohenet, it's really a, any woman, whether she's a bat kohen or a bat yisraelite. If she has a sex with a man that's forbidden to her, let's say she's uh, an almana that has sex with a kohen gado or something, but let's say, you know, she has uh, other types of forbidden sexual acts um, she becomes considered a halala and forbidden to a Kohen ok um, however so it's really not limited to Kohenet any woman uh, under, by doing certain forbidden sexual acts will be forbidden to a Kohen a Okay.
1: has sex with uh, non-Jew uh,
0: yes um, although that, according to the Rambam, is defined as a zonah, not a chalala, because it's a man for whom kiddushin would not be binding. Well, right, we think sex is
1: but not kiddushin, right? I mean, no,
0: no, 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 not for be the status of a chalala. No, the status of the isher kohen is through kiddushin. That's true, but the status of a chalala is sexed with a man, either that the sex is forbidden, or, or a man that she couldn't see remarry. Okay, I
1: mean, I thought the quin girl has to marry the for
0: him to transgress, but not for her to become a chalala if he slips with a woman who's an who's Ammana an then she becomes a Halala even to a Kohen Hediot even though he was out to Kiddushin actually to Machlokas Rishonim Rambam says the Kohen only transgresses in the context of Kiddushin how do we him say without that but her status changes through right. the act of sex right. okay so different types of acts of sex will make a woman whether Bat Kohen or Yisraelit forbidden to a Kohen But Kohen ain't no, mechal, me, I, Kohen ain't no but if the Kohen he can do any sin under the sun and any sexual sin and his status is not affected. So, so, okay, so there are there are sort of social uh, you know halachot that are based on trying to, you know, uh, control the situation, you know, and have sort of social censure. Um, and therefore Kohen, uh, who is currently married to a woman he shouldn't be married to, and we don't allow the duchen but uh, once he divorces her, we do. It's just a way of exerting a certain type of a, you know, social, social contru- pressure. pressure on that we situation. It so
1: becomes a halal only by being born.
0: Born from it correctly, Calling only. If he's he Cohen, exactly, exactly. If, if a exactly. If stone is born a, a, a kosher Kohane, he he cannot. That status cannot be lost. Okay, which is, again, very, like, you know, that really speaks to the, uh, um, you know, to the uh, 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 disparity. Thank you. Lack of parallel here, uh, uh, you know, in uh, 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 terms of the man and the woman. But only a married woman, a, woman sleeps, a married woman sleeps with another man, it's adultery. A married man sleeps with another woman who's not married, it's not adultery. A woman who sleeps with another man, her status becomes, she becomes violated. Timayah, forbidden to her husband. A man does, even a man sleeps with a married woman, even a man commits adultery, He does not become violated, right? It's again sort of the men are the much more the actors, and you know the women are much more the objects, as it were, that can become the fair status, you know, that they can become used and violated, and you know, and sullied. Whereas the man does not, so that's reflected here as well by the Kahuna issue. What? Yeah, he might get a chi of misa, but if he, <laughs> but whatever his sin is, his status isn't affected. You know? Um, okay. Um Kohenet mitam alimetim. A woman who's the daughter of a Kohen, you know, whatever, a Kohenet can become Tameitim. so ain't Kohen mitam alimetim, but a Kohen cannot. Uh, the, by the way, the Tosefta uh, also has this list, and it lists some things that are missing in the mission, like the, like a really obvious one. It says, Kohenet eina mishameshet alimisbeah. The Kohen mishameshet Like Oh, okay, that was a good point,
1: right? Alright, so. Uh, Okay. <laughs> what do you mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> She has no
0: prohibition about becoming impure. Go, she go she can go into a Beit Kvarot. A woman whose father Kohen is a Her she is not a Kohen. She can go into a Beit Kvarot. What's your problem? Oh, oh I see. Okay? Kohen, Ochel B'Kachay Kachim. Yeah, I know. Ochel yeah. <laughs> Kachim. A Kohen eats the holy of holy sacrifices, the Khatas, for example, in the Asham, in the azarah. The Inkohen is Ochel Kachim, but not a Kohenet. So basically, bottom line is, she has no particular status as a Kohenet. I mean, that's the irony of this Mishnah. Is it calls her a Kohenet, whereas everywhere else she's called a Bat Kohen. And bottom line is, there is not one halacha set in this Mishnah where she gets special status because she's her father is a Kohen, where well, there's something distinct, right? It's all the exact same as she was a Kohenet or a Elit. Um Okay. Uh, even Mithalelet applies for Elit. Um Okay. Kohen, um, oh, we did that. we show Heck, while we're talking about it, let's just talk in general about differences between men and women. I mean, I guess it's relevant. We're talking about Sota. So, okay. Ha'ish, Porea Uforain, if a man is a Mitsora, he has to his hair gets lets his hair go wild and he rends his garments, any for But it doesn't apply to a woman, as we will we'll see why the where's the this just out from going back to Naziris a man can make his son into a Nazir even if his son doesn't agree or whatever um, or hasn't protested anyway <laughs> but not a woman <laughs> if a man's father was a Nazir and the man decided to be a Nazir and the father left behind a korban the man can bring it for his korban I'm not going into details about that <laughs> but that would not apply for a woman and her father or a woman and her mother certainly I mean doesn't even assume it's a mother but <laughs> a man can marry off his daughter a woman cannot I mean they created an institution where a woman could but the right to not a man can sell off his daughter as a slave but not a mother cannot sell off her daughter if a man does a sin that he's deserving to be stoned he is naked when he is stoned but not a woman if a man after Skiwa you would suspend hang a person so you would do that for a man, not a woman. If a man is found to be a burglar, um, and he doesn't have the money to pay, he would be sold into slavery. Not a woman. Of course, we are missing a few other relevant things, and if you turn for a moment to the Tosefta, I don't know if you have the Tosefta, Toses quotes it, but he doesn't quote it in full. Let's just take a look. If you see way in the back of your Gemara, does our scroll have the Tosefta in the back? No? Kind of what? Kind of, kind, of kind of stuff. All right, so anyway, I'll read it to you. This is Peres Bet Halacha in the Tosesta. Here it is. You can if you can't find it, you can listen. Beach, So that was a nice one to point out. Kohen is the one who brings the korbanot. The man has the right again to marry off the daughter. So he sort of said that. Except here it also emphasizes that he gets to keep the money. The Zakai He's entitled to found objects of his daughter. Ube Ma'ase Yadeho any labor that she does He's entitled to a null vow. Some of these are, you know, might be rabbinic, but anyway, most of these are d'oraita. Mashenkei isha, a woman is not entitled, does not have those rights and privileges over her daughter. Haish over a mitzvah says man grama, a man will. Some say it as will violate by not performing positive mitzvah. The could have said chayev the mitzvah says man grama. Mashenkei isha, a woman is not. Okay, time down mitzvah. Haish over about takiyf about tashkhit. If a man shaves his side locks or his beard he transgresses and not becoming Tame to the dead assuming, uh, presuming he's a Kohen um, which is funny it mentions that here generally by a man which is not true by the woman let me just check yeah, okay uh, yeah
1: I mean, their body, they're just right.
0: They're allowed la- right. And women also becomes Tamei So it's funny that it shifts because okay. here it really is focusing on not not specific on him. So the Tamei Lame team was a strange inclusion. Um Only a boy can be a mora, not a girl. Zaisha, but be any If a man becomes a um, a, a, a Mitzora, uh, it says, So this is sort of the also counterpart of letting the hair grow wild and rending the clothes. He's supposed to, cl- you know, sort of uh, veil his face, but that would not apply to a woman. A man can be sold more than once into slavery. It's not a woman. I mean, we said a woman can't be sold into slavery at all, but maybe even on her own, she can't resell herself into slavery, right? Because after she's freed, that's the end. That's the way the Torah describes it etc. etc. Et so going more to the slave type of cases. So much more fuller list in the right, right, right. Yeah, A woman
1: can become an indentured servant right? An amai Vriyat. If
0: sold by her father.
1: So whether
0: she can if sold in slavery according to this mission, not, and whether she can sell herself quite possibly not either.
1: Right, so the Mishnah is talking about it okay, Aisha here Haishin Ebedivri Haishin Yitzam is what case she
0: stole she stole right. she was found to she doesn't to, have the money she pay. not the money to pay so the so the going to say so the Basin would not sell her I don't know She'd just uh, okay. she, right. she okay. just owe the money
1: the uh, Basin would not sell
0: her she would just owe the money
1: and is it, I, is it true that Rashi has a different year of the Mishnah right here where yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, that's what our Mishnah says five yeah. lines yeah. before the end of the Mishnah yep first first one in the line Ha'ish mukher with a little tzari by it I don't know I have Ha'ish
1: nimkar.
0: what? what are you looking at? the last line of the Mishnah I'm not talking about the last line five lines before the Mishnah ends you see the little line that begins with the word Ha'ish with a little tzadi?
1: oh yeah
0: yeah yeah I see okay okay Gemara Tanu Rabbanon all women married to Kohanim Minchotem nisrafot. The mincha would be burnt. Now we have to decide what it means to be burnt, because it's partly a mincha of a Yisraelite, which is the remainder is eaten, and part of its, its, part status is that of a Kohen, which its remainder should be burnt on the Mizbeach. So what are you going to do with it? And where are you going to burn it? Okay, so let's take a look. Kate said how is this true Kohenet Levi of Yisra Eilith no matter what the woman is Kohenet Levi of Yisra Eilith she misheit le Kohen that's married to Kohen mincha minchata me'echelet you can't eat the remainder of the mincha v'nei sh'yeshu lo che'elekpa because he's a part owner in it and, from his, and therefore it has the status of mincha's Kohen which is lo ye'echel cannot be eaten v'ein ole kalio but you don't just burn the whole thing as one unit on the without taking a knitsa v'nei sh'yeshu lo che'elekpa because what, by v'nei mincha v'kol you don't do a kmitza; You just burn the whole thing on the Mizbeach. Okay, but here, you can't just put the whole thing on the Mizbeach. You have to take a K'nitzah because it's also partly not a Minchav kohen; It's a Minchav of, 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 of a woman who it's not a Minchav kohen. So what do you do? You can't burn the whole thing. You can't not burn the whole thing. What are you going to do? Um, Ella? So, what you do is you take the kmitza because from its identity as a Minchat Yisrael, Yisraelite, you have to take a kmitza. Okay, so you burn the kmitza separately. What do you do? With, because again, it's a Minchat Kohen, you just burn the whole thing as one unit. What do you do with the remainder? So, the remainder, because of its status of a Minchat Kohen, you burn the remainder. So, you're sort of Yotze both. You did a kmitza as a Minchat Yisrael, and the whole thing got burnt as a Minchat Kohen, which could work. The only problem is, one minute, um, its status as a minchat Yisrael, were you allowed to burn yes. the remainder on the Mizbeach? Is that an acceptable thing? Good, you did the K'mitzah. Good, you burnt it up. But are you, were you allowed to burn the remainder? So that's what the Gemara asks. So the Gemara says... Ikritan, one minute, you should apply here the Pasuk. Anything that part of the sacrifice was offered up on the fire, the remainder cannot be offered. Because that's based on the Pasuk that says, uh, hold on, Rashi, what is it? So any uh or and any of these sweet things you cannot bring from it on the to God. So the drug is why didn't you say lo like our mizbeach last So mimen means anything that's from it something has already been offered on the mizbeach, the remainder cannot be offered on the mizbeach. Now that would apply to a shirayim of a mincha, but it would also apply, for example, to the meat of a korban. That's not an ola. You put the, you put the uh, innards on the mizbeach, the remainder that's supposed to be eaten is forbidden to go on the Mizbeach. Okay, so the general principle that what is not put assigned by the Torah on the Mizbeach is forbidden to be put on the Mizbeach. So how do we do that here? Yeah, any
1: korban is put on the Mizbeach which is then eaten, the food
0: is eaten is always cooked someplace else, no? Yeah, correct. Okay. But putting on the Mizbeach doesn't mean to be eaten. It means to be uh, offered up as a cor- Right, only as Right, but... but, but co- on no. The so, no, correct. So, but we know here that's Taktira that which also means like as an offering. But we okay. learn here that it is forbidden to be put on the Mesdaya. Okay? So um so how are you allowed to do this? So how so says, the one says, Ammar Yuhuda Braid Rabbi Shiban Ben Pazi, shame um, demonskulashame him. Yeah you treat it as wood. Like, you're not offering it. I'm, I'm not calling this a korban. I'm burning the remains of the minch. It's good fuel. I'm putting it up for fuel. On the Mizbeach. Okay? So, you, know, you, you you get to designate. That's what it's serving as. To Rabbi Eliezer, like Rabbi Eliezer, time, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, L'Reach <laughs> Nichoach. Because the end, of, like the next Pesach says, Al Lo Yalu L'Reach So he says, L'Reach <laughs> Nichoach frames the way you're forbidden to offer this up. Iatamale. <laughs> You can't offer it up as a pleasing fragrance to be offered as a korban. (laughs) You can offer it as 18. Now, what are we talking about? This is a similar debate, but it's a case where you got the pieces of korbanot mixed up. And you don't know, you got the big leg of lamb there, okay? but you you got a whole pile of leg of lambs, and some of them were from an ola, and some of them were from chatot. So the ola ones have to be put on the Mizbeach. The chatot... Are not put on the mizbeach and are forbidden to be put. What do you do with them? So one opinion is: Well, you just gotta let them all become pussel and burn them. Like you can't do anything. You're the, you're passive. You let be pussel, and then you get rid of them. You burn them in a proper way. But the other one is: No, you put it all on the mizbeach. So the Ola legs are going on the mizbeach. What about the chafas legs, which you can't identify? So they, you know, anything here that's not an Ola, it's just... It's, just, it it's just firewood. It's, yeah, it's fuel. It's you, firewood. You,
1: these are the Ola's. <laughs> these are the others. Exactly. Are,
0: exactly. Exactly. So you do the same thing here. Now, Rashi says here, Dove mentioned the idea of a tsnai. Rashi says here the same idea of a tsnai. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says... Um, where's Rashi? Um, Rashi says... Um, yes Demosic Rosh Hashem him like six five lines before the lines get wide six lines before they get wide Rashi says the name Here's what you should say. If the remainder should be burnt because it really has the status of a minchas kohen and it's not should not even have the kmitza taken. Then I'm offering it as a korban. The low mahala low Okay, so I separated it into two halves. Then it wasn't real kmitza. Then it's really just I'm burning the whole thing. I'm offering the whole thing. But if it really it's like a minchas Yisrael, these are the Shirayim. Then Harein Kishar. Then this is really just like firewood. Now Tosha says, "I don't understand what that Rashi is talking about. What type of a tanya is this? This is not a suffix like by the legs of the, le- the legs of the lamb. You don't know. Is this leg an ola leg or a chatas leg? So you know exactly what this is. This is a minchas Kohen and a minchas Yisrael all bundled into one. So what type of tanya do you make? It's not like if it's this, if it's that. It's sort of like you know, it's like an androgynous type of a thing. You know, it's got like both statuses, like or a, you know, a like you know the like the minchas <laughs> chinuch, like he loves to ask these questions. Okay, men are obligated, women are exempt, or men are you know free people are obligated, slaves are exempt. Let's say you have an androgynous, or let's say you have a Khati of a chati ben Like how do you do it? You know which part can you be make your own bracha for yourself? Can you be both for yourself? Because part of you is this and part of you is that. So
1: okay.
0: there you go. So that's what this is. Right? This is both things at once. So what type of t'nai do you make? So those is you all make a Those basically just says you know you have to just accept the fact that a it seems what tosis is saying is is that what you're saying is, is that i can't like like i am burning this but uh i'm like it's not clear. Tosefus, you can't make a tonight, but it's not clear what Tosus is saying. Because if you're saying like I'm treating the rest as firewood, so then okay, so then that works from the perspective of it being a minchas Yisrael, but from its identity as a minchas Kohen you're not offering it all up. You're only you're 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 you're, you're offering part of it as firewood. So Tosus never really addresses that problem that the, if the from the perspective that's minchas. But maybe his point is well, okay, it's not being kukhtar as a minchas Kohen But on the other hand, it's not being eaten, and it's not being, you know, and at least it's not being burnt off of the altar. So it's the best we can do. It's the best compromise we can do, okay? It's being burnt as firewood, which, you know, you know what they say, like a compromise is not when everybody is happy. A compromise is when everybody is equally unhappy, okay? So here, everybody is equally unhappy. It doesn't get burnt as a korban, okay? So,
1: uh, but it doesn't get eaten,
0: you know? So therefore, from either side, it's like a middle position. It's not getting eaten it's not getting burnt as a korban it's like a middle position that we take about <laughs> this no
1: part
0: of a chatat is ever no no. the fats are I mean a chatas is burnt but that's not all misbeach um, okay, so the, yeah, the requirement for intent for,
1: in, for, it, uh, for it to be valid in terms of like the chattas and the Old?
0: Yeah, I mean, you need well. First of all, stam intent works, but you need intent for the for the komets. But what you're asking is an excellent question, which is also the question about when you're burning the remainder lishem eitzim. Is it does it have to satisfy the requirements of normal Hakkara? like Tosos Ushama, Can you burn the remainder lishem eitzim at night? if you burn the main direct shame etim you have to have kavana that it's being as you say that's being brought as a korban right so basically if you're burning it with shame and presumably the answer is you don't have to satisfy the requirements of Haktara and you can burn it at night and you don't need intent so rather than Rashi sort of makes it that it is a hakitarah and it's not a hakitarah Tosa sort of says like no you just have to deal with this compromise status of it that it's not being burnt as a korban but it's not being eaten and it's not being burnt off of the main bath it's this middle unsatisfactory equally unsatisfactory sort of status. Um, okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, so the Gemara says, that's good for a blesser The Isle high He holds of this position. of the the rabbis who disagree, they'd say that when you have the legs of the lamb mixed up, you just uh, you know, you just let them become Pasul or you sit stay overnight and then you burn them, that you're not allowed to bring it up and declare that it's firewood. You don't get to declare it's firewood. So Maikal and Amir, what can you say? So the Umar says, okay, the other way to Rebbe Lez of Rebbe Shimon. you do like Rebbe Shimon's son, like Rebbe Lez of Rebbe Shivan, Detania, Rebbe Lez of Rebbe Shimon Omer, and this is what Rashi referred to in the Mishnah, yes, this is burnt like anything else is burnt, not only the Kometz is offered properly, but the remainder of it is not burnt on the Mizbeach, The remainder of it can't be eaten because it's partly a minchas kohen and it can't be offered on the mizbeach because it's partly a mincha Yisrael. So the komitz is offered on the mizbeach but the remainder, you don't do either with it and you just burn it on the ash pile and that's what you do. You can't take it out of the mizbeach. So you burn it like you would sort of treat a pussel korban. You burn it on the ash pile. Okay? And now the Gemara continues. Hamad Bet. Yafilu. Kohanim. Now, actually, the Belez Reb Shimon's statement was not about the legs of lamb, it was about a third scenario. The third scenario is the following is what happens when a Kohen brings a mincha Olaviored? Okay? So, if a coin brings a mincha, there's been times when a mincha can serve as a chatas. It's the type of sins that are olav that are very, you know, vi- based on your your uh, your your income, your finances. Okay, so if you're very poor, you bring a mincha. Now, when the Torah says if a mincha brings such, a coin brings such a korban, it says um, the pasuk is. Rashi, let me remind myself what the pasuk is. Rashi quotes the pasuk. The pasuk is. Uh, what does it say? This shall be for the Kohen like a Mincha. So what does that mean? So the, uh, so does that mean... So the beloved Rebbe Shimon says it means it's like a Mincha's Kohen. It's like a Mincha's Kohen means it all has to be burnt. Okay? And the Chamin say, no! It means it's like a Mincha Israel. And therefore, it, uh, only the komets is burnt. So there's a debate, what, does, what happens by a, when the Torah says that a mincha of a kohen is fully burnt, what if it's a minchas chote of a kohen? So there's a debate whether it's burnt or whether it's just a komets. So Rebbe Leibershtim says the whole thing is burnt, but he also gets into this middle position because it's an interesting drasha. He says in its offering, it's like a minchat kohen in that it all gets put like uh, you know in that like hold on. Let me remind myself exactly of the drasha. Hold on. Uh, one minute. Oh, no, hold on, me set it. one minute.
1: This when a coin mix, uh, Makes make...
0: Min- makes a yeah, one minute.
1: at I will two make dash. because Okay, so basically, here's the way it works.
0: The Rebodans say that it is fully like a mincha's kohen, and the whole thing gets burnt, and the Velezal Reb Shimon takes a middle position. And the Velezal Reb Shimon says, no. It doesn't say, Vaisala kohen kim to It doesn't say it's, like a mincha, it's for the kohen like his mincha. It says like it's for the like, like a normal mincha, and you do a knitzah. On the other hand, because it also is not a minchas Israel, you're not able to eat the rest. So he gets into this similar type of a middle position. That a minchas kote. on the one hand, it's a k'mitza, it's k'mincha, like a normal minchas Yisrael. On the other hand, it's also a minchas kohen, so you're stuck, what do you do with the rest? He says, you burn it, bebeis hadeshen. And now the Gemara says that when the rabbis disagree and they say they burn the whole thing on the mizbeach, that's only because they feel that that's not a hybrid mincha. The afi v'raban lo poligol Rebbe Shimon, even the rabbis don't argue in Rebbe Shimon, el they think that's a normal minchas kohen they think that that would totally be burnt on the mizbeach but they would agree that if you would have a hybrid case al baha this which is a hybrid case which is both a minchas kohen and a minchas yisrael modu even the rabbis would agree that you can't eat it you can't burn it on the mizbeach what do you do you burn it off of the mizbeach okay so basically this is a case which Rashi sort of speaks about as a tnai. But it really isn't a t'nai, it's It's really a double status. And what do you do with it? So you bring the shirai because of its status of minchas yisrael. What do you do with the remainder? You can't eat the remainder. You can't offer the remainder. So the remainder gets burnt in the floor of the azarah. The other position is, no, you burn it on the mizbeach, but you treat it like firewood. But even that position was conceding that you don't really offer it on the mizbeach. And that's your question, David. Like you wouldn't have the halachas of it could be offered, at, you know, it wouldn't be, have to only be a day. It wouldn't have, matter what your machshavah was and so on. It would be offered a fire.
1: So what does Rashi say? That there was a Rashi, there was a, Rashi there was a Shimon.
0: Yeah, because that's what we're saying now.
1: That's we're saying that
0: it's not on the Mizbeah. Yeah, that's Beidah Beidah Desh ah, Desh. That's what it
1: means by Betadash. It's
0: Exactly. Okay, so now the Gemara. So that was the Minchas Kohen, which was the most uh, unusual part of that Mishnah. The rest of the Minchas is just a quick list of differences. And now the Gemara is just going to give the Sukkim, which are the basis for these differences. Bat Yisrael HaNesu al Kohen. So a Bat is married to a Kohen, again, as we said, the Korban has this double status. Of a uh, mincha kohen and a mincha yisrael. So, my time at the kohen, lo Kohen velo kohenet. If it's a mincha of a it's not eaten, um, and it's all offered up, but a mincha of a kohenet, meaning a bat kohen, uh, is treated like a normal mincha and you offer up the Komet And something that is a mincha both of the wife of a kohen and the kohen himself, it's a double status, that would have this strange halacha. But that starts with the idea that a simple mincha by a non-kohen, even a bat-kohen is kometz, and a mincha of a-kohen is all offered up. Okay? Now, kohenet mitchalel let kohen eno mitchalel A woman's status can become violated or whatever, invalid for a kohen, but the kohen status cannot, will not lose his status. So min damar Lo lo yichalel zar'o Amav, If he sleeps with a woman he's forbidden to, he should not do that lest his child become um, Desanctified, desacralized, or uh, what's another word for halal? Oh, um, I defiled, I guess. Anyway, um, Zarom means His seed will be defiled as a result of his forbidden sexual act. Lulai no but his status remains pure. Very nice. Sort of like the nikah yishmei avon. Kohene mitam um, The woman is uh, the woman becomes tme'ah My time. Uh, excuse me. A woman is allowed to become tme'ah alametim even if she's a daughter of a kohen. My time. I'm and more. Is the sons of Aaron not the daughters of Aaron the okay. <laughs> Kohen <laughs> eats the Holy of Holies the chatos, and the Mincha uh, you know, etc and the yochlenu. there it's very clear all males shall eat it Okay, now moving from Kohanim what's some of the differences between men and women again interesting that Tosefta lists I think what we would have considered to be the most fundamental difference References. How do you know that a woman has to follow the laws of Tzaraat if she's a mitzora? that saruah hanega because it starts by saying if a man has spots how do you know it applies to a woman because it says and the one and the saruah has the spots why is not it those are all extra words it could have just gone on to describe what his halacha is so those extra words are saying Hare kan there's another person who can be a mitzora not just a man even a woman equal equal opportunities for being a mitzora so why does it emphasize man? Lin for some of the behaviors of a mitzora. not Tumah. Tumah would apply equally to a woman, but some of the other active behaviors, Ish Porea or forain. a man lets his hair grow wild and rents his clothes, et cetera, and, and not a woman.
1: The uh, mean about a woman, woman would not uh, going back to the going back to the um, becoming comment. What's,
0: what's the Muhammad meaning
1: that a woman would I mean it's be forbidden context of uh, the C I Right. Um,
0: yeah, but you can't say that because, like, the Isra of coming applies even when there's no base hamikdash, you know. But um, I mean, istiraf tumor for going would apply I even mean, if they were like in chutzlaaret, right? if they're you know non I mean, but even yeah, no base I mean, hamikdash. The
1: only thing that the Torah addresses about a female in
0: the family of is bus is Bas Cohen, right? because yeah, I mean, that's the basic oh. point that Gemara is making is that Cohen is basically a male status, you know it's about tribal identity, it's a patriarchy or whatever. Well, clearly, woman's status is never the tribe she was born into. It's the, essentially the tribe she marries, you know? And that's why a woman married to a Kohen, I mean, not like you have an issue but she can eat the kor- some of the Korbanot, etc. The Truma is the best example, right? But yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't think it's such a Kiddush. It's just spelling it out, you know? When, when nobody said this part is a khen. Um Although Tosos does point out that some of the Pesukim that say, and more Laconine, Bnei Aron, etc. actually do also apply to Women, so we don't always say women are excluded. But anyway, but that is sort of the default here, by, certainly by the Kohen identity. A man can make his son a nazir. What's the, where do we know this from? You might remember that this is all just you see now. Rish said some of this was about chinuch, and the chinuch was particularly on fathers and sons, and not on mothers and daughters. But that's not what the Gemara saying here. Uh, um, that was Rish Lakhi's mistake. A man who became a Nazir after his father was a Nazir can, under some certain circumstances, use his father's corbanot. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, but not a woman. Halacha ibn Nazir. Again, a Torah halacha lemosh misina. Ha'ish b'kadesh says b'tov, and the Ish b'kadesh A man can marry off his daughter. To chive as Nasati li shazeh, and that was the father speaking. I married off my daughter. Ha'ish moches b'tov, and the Ish moches A man can sell off his daughter to slavery. To chive kim kor ishes b'tov. Okay. Ha'ish niskal arum. A man is stoned. Stoned naked, my time. V'ragmu oto, they shall stone him. And oto we learn to mean um, we mean him um, alone, without his clothes. Okay, ragmu oto. So it says. So the Gemara says, my oto. What does it mean, him? oto that you don't stone a woman at all. So you would never stone a woman. oto But it says. Right? and you're going to go ahead and execute them Ela, so it must be not to say that a woman doesn't get stoned or executed, but to tell you Oto means him alone naked but you wouldn't do that with a woman. the man is, is hanged after he's stoned My time It's always a question since the default gender in Hebrew is masculine when you read it to refer only the men and not, and that ultimately, you know, there are always going to be exceptions that we're going to say the masculine gender doesn't actually mean that specifically. I think I mentioned this before, that I heard that now in Israel, they're trying to address that a little bit, at least in the plural, you know, and like, if you have a class of like, you know, like uh, uh, a hundred uh, kids, and there are two boys, you'd say Talmidin, right? Because you know, if they're all girls, you'd say Tomidot. So apparently in Hebrew, there's a new pluralizing, which is Talmidotin. So <laughs> So if you want to sort of say boy men or whatever, not just by like Tommy Dean, like a general pluralizing of o team. You know? I you know? Never <laughs> that. Yes. Me. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're you so you mean you mean you're, you're the dove is stronger than the uh, PC uh sort of gender equality dove. Okay, right. All right. Anyway.
1: Yeah, no, no.
0: But right? not and ignore the two boys that yeah, are there. And
1: the same way that you do but it. let's say it's fifty fifty. Then those
0: two little boys are dead. But, but let's say it's fifty fifty. Let's say you let's say you have an or you know, let you know, let's you have an audience that's fifty fifty. So do you like do you say call hamasubin Do you call call him a I say but say call him Maybe I'll start saying call a su uh Khan call him a subotinka. All right. I'm sure it flows, right? It doesn't like it doesn't trip up your tongue. You can see that become a new gender, somebody actually said that, I, I read somebody else who wanted to start saying that getting laws passed in, in, in Israel where the gender is the, is, is the woman, because basically there's a principle that all laws that refer, unless specified otherwise, that refer to the, a man are referred to equally, referred to a woman, and vice versa, so they were trying to get like all new laws passed in Israel to be written in the feminine gender, to presume the female actor and not the male actor, okay. It also applies to men, but you know. All right. Anyway, it's like if you ever write something and you said, you know, and you use the feminine pronoun, like you know, so uh, you know, so if a person da da da, and if she is a woman, she who said we we're talking about a woman, right? You know, it's like well, I don't know who said we we're talking about a man, but again, there's, there's all clearly that bias. Okay. If education <laughs>
1: writing uses she a lot. Yeah. A lot. All
0: right. I know. And once after once you, you know get what? used to it,
1: sounds weird though. Like I try to do it sometimes mm. in writing. Yeah. So I feel like I should. Right. But, like I'm like weird right why are you
0: making a point why did you have to say it was a woman right but anyway exactly okay okay